and welcome to episode 16 of the Odd World News Podcast, a weekly podcast where we cover the strange and peculiar news that has occurred throughout the world. If you would like to follow along with this week's episode, you can find the show notes in your podcast application of choice or by going to oddworldnewspodcast.com slash 16. Here are the stories for the week of March 29th, 2015. Fine paid. In a follow-up to last week's story about a man who was arrested at a child custody hearing for missing jury duty 11 times, well, the man has paid the $500 fine in order to avoid jail time. As a refresher, the judge in the case could have fined the man $500 for each occurrence and 10 days in jail. The man has stated that he will respond to any future summons. Not a partner. A 45-year-old woman has been using forged documents for the last decade. She forged a license, bar exam results, and an email stating that she went to Duquesne University Law School, as well as a check for the state attorney registration fee. The attorney general stated that she handled estate planning for more than 30 clients. Her fraud was only discovered when she was in line to become partner at the law firm in which she worked. The woman's attorney has stated that there were aspects of the charges that they did not agree with and they would be fighting those charges. Wrangling Anchorage, Alaska officers face a bunch of things in the line of duty. One thing that they probably did not train for was becoming familiar with equine. Three Anchorage police had to round up a pair of miniature horses that had escaped after being notified by local residents. Police were able to wrangle the horses and reunite them with their owner. This is not the only time that the police have had to rein in some horses. On April Fool's Day in 2013, several full-size horses escaped from a business and were seen galloping along with midday traffic. Removing sensitive items. Business owners have a lot to contend with. Rent, planning and acquiring items for their business, not to mention annoyed customers. Well, one Hurricane Utah business owner had to deal with residents not liking a particular portion of her decoration. Before I mention what aspect that was, the man had gone through all the proper channels and received approval from the city prior to putting up the sign near his business. The sign that was proposed and approved is one that contains a fully anatomical bull. After the sign was erected in 2009, complaints began coming in from residents. City Clerk has received a steady stream of complaints from both tourists and locals since the sign was installed. The owner has had the bull's genitals removed. The owner states, quote, I told them I am not removing the penis for you or because of your complaints. I don't like you. I am doing it for me, end quote. The owner insisted he is harassed regularly by those living in the area, by police, and by city representatives. He states, quote, they are haters. I'm doing everything the way I'm supposed to, nothing illegal, and they know it. Unquote. The owner believes this because one of his employees was harassed by a resident and even assaulted, and the resident was only fined and not arrested. The owner also states that the residents do not like his high prices. The owner is not bothered because he made more than $40,000 in the first three weeks of March. He states, quote, They can stay away from me and out of my restaurant. I don't need them. End quote. This rooster ain't crowing. Thieves, as mentioned numerous times in the short life of this podcast, are not the most future-thinking. A thief, or thieves more likely, made off with a 10-foot, 300-pound metal rooster named Rocket the Rusty Rooster that was perched outside of an Athens, Georgia business. The installation included steel rebar to anchor the bird to the ground. Business owner's husband thinks that somebody with the necessary equipment freed the bird before taking it. The rooster was installed a couple of weeks ago outside the business and was worth an estimated $3,000. If the thief is caught, they would face felony under Georgia law. 
more arguments. Last week we covered the story about a man who shot his son after an argument over the lack of orange juice inside their house. This week we have a similar situation. A 61-year-old man was with his girlfriend eating some salsa when she got upset that he was eating it all. The woman got so infuriated that she started yelling and stabbed the man with a pen. After stabbing him with a pen, she pushed the television off of its stand. The quick-thinking man tried to catch the television before it fell. And then, this is when the girlfriend decided to go grab a kitchen knife and stab the man again. It is unclear what happened after this, but the woman left the apartment and was later stopped and arrested on the interstate. The man was hospitalized for his injuries. The girlfriend is charged with misdemeanor criminal endangerment. You overcharged me. If you take people, add a little alcohol plus stir in some technology, it does not always turn out to be the best for the people involved. Two weeks ago, we covered a story where somebody butt-dialed 911 and dispatchers heard the entire conversation of what sounded like a robbery. Well, this week, one man did something similar, but he was slightly more intentional in terms of dialing. A man was kicked out of a bar around 1 a.m. Police arrived, noticed that he was intoxicated, and gave the man a courtesy ride home. They thought that this was the last that they had seen the man. Oh no, of course it was not. Shortly after arriving home, the man called 911. His emergency was, as he states, a bar that he was just kicked out of supposedly overcharged the man for his beer. The man did not call just once. Oh no, not even just twice, but 12 times. Twice, the man just hung up. Three times, he put the phone to the radio. One time, he even managed to tell the dispatcher that she was, quote, just like his ex-wife, unquote, and then hung up. Police contacted the bar, and they showed that his 10 beers cost him a total of $30. The man now faces upwards of $1,000 fine and a year in jail for misusing the 911 emergency system. Impersonations. The majority of people want to have special treatment. One Odessa, Texas man decided to do this in an unexpected way. He impersonated an officer, including the use of sirens and flashing lights to skip ahead in a drive through lane. The man was arrested after an off-duty police officer spotted the truck with law enforcement trappings. The officer stated that the man's truck looked like an unmarked police vehicle. The officer saw the truck driver, who was wearing a uniform, and suspected that he might be a volunteer firefighter. The officer followed the man to some apartments. When confronted, the man said he was not an officer, and they also stated that he used the lights and sirens to get through traffic lights. The man was freed on $15,000 bond. Let's grab this vehicle. We all know that alcohol and heavy machinery do not mix. Well, we all should know that. But obviously one man didn't think about that. A 21-year-old Delta Junkin, Alaska man was accused of stealing a forklift and driving it nearly three miles to move a truck that he had crashed. The man allegedly crashed the truck around 5.50 a.m., saw the forklift, and drove it back to the scene. An Alaska railroad worker told the police that he saw a man drive the forklift on the road. The railroad worker indicated to police that the man said he was taking the forklift to get his dad's truck, which had a flat tire. Police were talking to the railroad worker when the man came back up the road with the forklift. The man was stopped and agreed to take a breathalyzer test. The test showed that the man had a .230 blood alcohol level. This is nearly three times the legal limit of .08 in Alaska. The man has had two prior DUI convictions and was arrested on charges of felony DUI and vehicle theft. Now, is it me or would it seem like using a forklift would be overkill for a flat tire on a truck? On the other hand, the man was drunk, so obviously he wasn't thinking. She's a sinking captain. People have their hobbies. A group of Canadians thought that creating a replica pirate ship would be a good hobby. Well, it turned out that they did not find any treasure in that adventure. The United States Coast Guard had to rescue the ship's nine crew members after the boat became disabled. Initially, the Coast Guard could not bring in the ship because of rough seas. 
They were able to subsequently bring it in later in the week. The ship is an 85-foot vessel and is rigged similarly to pirate ships of the late 17 and early 1800s. Extreme Measures Thieves go to extreme lengths to avoid being identified. The thefts began about a year ago. The thief was able to get cash and goods that were worth about $479,000. One South Korean man went so far as to get plastic surgery. The man had his jawline adjusted and even had his limbs extended to make himself taller. The man was arrested this week for 87 cases of robbery across the country. The man was jailed for a theft a decade ago. Once released, that's when he had the aforementioned plastic surgery. The suspect devised his own tools to disable digital locks and break into houses, according to police. I just flew in. To end on a happier note, scientists have tracked the migration patterns of the black pole warbler through its journey. The black pole warbler is a tiny songbird that lives in the northeastern United States. The scientists tracked the bird on its 1,700-mile journey from the northeast to the Caribbean and to South America. This migration covers a vast area of land. Scientists initially suspected that the songbird's migration patterns included flying over the ocean, but they did not have definitive proof. Well, they now have the proof. This was proven by putting tracking devices on 19 birds during the summer of 2013 to be able to track the migration. Chris Rimmer of the Vermont Center for Eco Studies states, quote, Chris Rimmer of the Vermont Center for Eco Studies states, quote, It is such a spectacular, astounding feat that this half-an-ounce bird can make what is obviously a perilous, highly risky journey over open ocean, unquote. According to the study, four warblers departed between September 25th and October 21st and flew directly to the islands of Hispaniola in Puerto Rico. The in-flight time for this portion ranged from 49 hours to 73 hours. A fifth bird departed Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, and flew nearly 1,000 miles before landing in the Turks and Caicos Islands before continuing on to South America. The less interesting thing to note is that on the return journey north, the birds flew along the coast of the United States and not directly over the land. And that concludes this week's episode of the Odd World News Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode at oddworldnewspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore oddworldnews. If you want to submit a story or send feedback, you can email us at oddworldnewspodcast at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. Thank you.